starts this Thursday. We got NFL training camp starting, MLB trade deadline tomorrow at 6. Lots to talk about fantasy season right around the corner. We got you with our top 10 quarterbacks. Let's get into it. Welcome in. It's almost time. Welcome back, everybody. Rivals Podcast, Monday night, 1030. We bring it to you every night. Today we got some NFL. Finally, the best time of year is almost coming back to us. Let's get into it. Uh, let's start off with our sponsor of tonight, FanUp. FanUp is the best way to enjoy fantasy sports, daily MLB contests, and more. Win great prizes. Sign up today. Use promo code ATD for 5,000 bonus points. That's a $50 value. FanUp in the App Store. NFL season right around the way. Got, might have to throw some wagers in. Um, but let's start off with our poll question. Our poll question of tonight. Dak Prescott is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL right now. Uh, I originally phrased this as there are top two top ten quarterbacks in the uh, in the NFC East in the NFL right now, but Luke rephrased it because uh, no bias. I don't even think Daniel Jones is a top ten quarterback, but we're talking about Dak Prescott right now. Uh, I'm gonna have to disagree, and uh, this was this was hard when I was making my top ten because Dak Dak consistently will show up, but he doesn't always finish out the season. You know the Dallas Cowboys. They're always making the playoffs or just missing the playoffs. They're they're a very consistent team with a great defense. Um, always have a, a decent run game and a decent uh, receiving core to surround Dak. But when you think of it, Dak really hasn't done much in Dallas. He's either a first-round exit, a second-round exit. He's not going to the Super Bowl. And he, because he's not going to the Super Bowl, he's not fucking winning the Super Bowl. I mean, you're talking about a guy that – is mediocre at best. And for me to put him in my top 10, I just couldn't. I I couldn't because when you have guys like C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Dallas Schultz last year, you have Pollard and Zeke, Zeke now gone. But you're talking about a great surrounding cast and he still can't do anything with them. I mean, sure, defense wins championships. I've heard that phrase a lot and I, I, I stand by it. But there comes a time when Dak needs to show up to the plate and he never shows up. And we've seen it now year after year after year. So no, Dak Prescott is not a top 10 quarterback in the NFL right now. I'm going to have to disagree with the poll. Luke, what what do you got? Yeah, I don't, I mean, I can't believe I'm doing this. I really can't. I don't disagree with anything you said. I really don't. When I was going through my top 10, I went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like very easily order was Kind of tough, but in terms of who was there, I put it down pretty lightly. 10, I looked at it, and the question was, would Dak made the top 10? And to me, he did, and it was just because by default. Now, you're probably going to put a 10th guy ahead of him, and I probably won't necessarily have a problem with it. I don't uh, know. You bring up a good point, and I do agree with the poll. I do think he's a top 10 quarterback, but you know, we'll gang up with the Cowboys because why not? We don't get to do this all too often. This time of year, during the season, we'll be doing that a bunch. But mm -hmm. for right now, 
Uh, you said that defenses win championships. That is what a lot of people say. I, on the other hand, don't really agree with that. That's fair. I think you could say a lot of things win championships. To me, quarterbacks win championships, okay? Mm-hmm. Do me a favor. And this is hard because I am saying he's a top 10 quarterback and I'm taking a shit on him right now, but bear with me. We're again, let's just let's just have fun. Let's just have fun on the Cowboys real quick, because why not? Uh every year he's been there, I feel like they've had besides maybe that one season uh where they were the one seed, he was really good that one year and they lost to Green Bay in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They've had an above average defense every single year. Yeah. Every single year that he's been there. You talk about offensive line and structure. There doesn't get much better in terms of what he's had to deal with. Oh, their O-line is incredible. I didn't even touch on that. I mean, you're talking about returning Zach Martin, Tyron Smith. They had Connor McGovern. I mean, their their offensive line is consistently top 10. You could probably even argue for top five. So, but continue. Right. And again, I... In terms of the 10 spot, I just couldn't really come up with a better guy. I Should we just get into it right now? We might as well. Because I mean, if, if we want to. So um, so because I didn't put Dak in my top 10, he is, however, an honorable mention. Um, another honorable mention that I did it, that didn't make the cut is uh, Watson. I'm not going to give my boy Danny Dimes too much praise. Um, only saw one good year out of him last year, but truly hoping for another good year um you want to open up that doc and we can start off 10 to 1 yeah let's do it all right uh, okay um all righty so without further ado my 10 and this is gonna be a shocker i, I i'm I, i'm scared to see your reaction but my 10 jared goff whoa you're talking <laughs> what <laughs> Who in LA he won he won a Super Bowl. Or no, 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 excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. He didn't win the Super Bowl. It was, it was Stafford. But you're talking about a guy that, you know, always is getting slept on. He wasn't the greatest in LA, had Gurley beside him, had Cup, had Woods, then goes to Detroit. Uh, that was his second year last year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So first year didn't get too much expectations this past year. I think he had a very good year. You're talking for almost 4,500 passing yards, 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions, not very good on the rush game. Um, but he doesn't do it with a lot of guys. I mean, he had Amon Ross St. Brown, who was a breakout receiver. You traded Hawkinson by the deadline. Who else did he really have? You have a, you have a running back tandem of Swift and Jamal Williams. His wide receiver two, um, uh, his wide receiver two this past year was fuck, Marvin Marvin Jones wasn't even there. I mean, he didn't really have any weapons, yet he still put up forty five hundred yards. And I truly think with this offense in this second coming year and having Marvin Jones, Jamison Williams, who by the way, what a what a punk! I mean, punching his teammate in practice after having just a terrible practice. Um, but I think with with Amon Ra, with Marvin Jones coming back, with the new additions of Dave Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, and then I've heard a lot of praise about Sam Laporta having a great camp. I think Jared Goff's going to have another great season. I think he's going to repeat um, and could even get higher than 10. I He, he could even break my top, top eight. 
Um, but yeah, Jared Goss, my 10. Who do you have at 10? Or do you just want to go through your list first and then we'll do it that way? I feel like let's bounce, down. let's bounce back and forth. All right, this is kind of harder to write, but we'll figure it out. Okay. Uh my 10 for me, I'm going with Dak. Uh I just think he's better, a better quarterback than Goff. Uh to me, I and to me it's talent-wise. I think if you put Dak on uh Detroit this year, I think they have the same amount of success, if not more. And I hate praising him, but I will. I just think he's better, better talent. That doesn't really go much further there uh, for me. So, yeah, I, not much defending. I don't want to. No, that's fair. Um, I just as a as a giant as a NFC East opponent, it was I um, completely I wanted, understand I wanted to it. keep I wanted to keep Dak out of it. I I, I got you. I hate his guts. Um, I got you. Number nine, uh, a guy that emerged as a top ten quarterback this past year got paid this past offseason. Geno Smith. Whoa. 42, 8, 40, almost 4,300 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 366 rush yards on the ground with a rushing touchdown. Uh, Geno Smith had a great season after going to the Jets. He was uh, a joke. He was slept on. He was a backup on the Giants. I mean, you're talking about a guy that has had a waste of a career and to just come into Seattle. And give him some life and some hope. Sure, he is a great supporting cast, which is what I've been saying. You need a great supporting cast. But in the end of it, the quarterback elevates the supporting cast. And with, he had Metcalf, he had Lockett last season. His tight end, who's his tight end? I'm blank. Oh, he had uh, Noah Fant. So now he's coming in this next year. He has the same Metcalf, Lockett, uh, Fan. They also added in JSN. He has Kenneth Walker, who had a breakout, who had a great year. Uh, it's a shame he got hurt so much because I would have loved to see what he could do in a full season. Um, I'm actually looking forward to it this season, even though they uh, might take our the Giants' playoff spot. But Geno Smith had a great he he had a great year. Uh, I truly think he's going to build on it this next coming year. Like uh, like I said with Goff. But, yeah, Geno Smith is my number nine. Interesting. I'm going with a guy who I think you have higher than nine. So I'm, I'm just guessing here because I, I know you're a fan of his, but I'm going to put him. I'm going to Sean Watson. Uh, to me, he's one of the most underrated oh. in that no one's talking about him quarterbacks in the league. And I wanted to put him higher because he's had so many good years. It's just been so long, and I kind of just want to see it again. And once I see it again, I see him jumping a lot of names that I have ahead of him. Uh, but I just got to see it first. So for me, I have met nine. But again, all these lists are very fluid. They can change a lot. We can talk week three of the NFL season, and boom, our lists are completely different. So for me, going into the 2023 season, I can have Watson higher than nine simply because I have – Kind of a problem with rating him anyone higher than I have ne- like ahead of him. But that being said, it would not surprise me at all if he shows, hey, I'm back. I'm Houston, Deshaun Watson. I'm you know, going away from all that off-field stuff. It is what it is. He could easily jump a whole lot of people here. But 
I'm going to Sean Watson at nine. No, that's uh that's very fair. I actually mentioned him as one of my honorable mentions with uh Dak. Oh, wow. He was that. No, no, no. It's all good. He was he, he it was hard golf for him. better than Deshaun Watson. That's interesting. Yeah. Um it, it it was it was hard, but when I looked at the stats and you know, sure, Deshaun Watson, I truly have faith in him and I do think he's gonna he could be a top ten quarterback, but I just think Jared Goff Jared Goff doesn't have the same weapons that. Didn't you pick the Browns to win the division? Am I yeah. making that up? Yeah. And you don't have him better than Jared Goff? I do not because I have the Detroit Lions to win the a- NFC North. Interesting. All right. Um, Number eight, uh, Lamar. Lamar mm. in 12 games last year had 22, about 2,200 pass yards, 17 touchdowns. Seven ints, seven sixty-four rush yards, three touchdowns, five fumbles. Uh, when Jalen Hurts had his breakout season this past year, there were comparisons to, oh, he's the next Lamar, he's better than Lamar. Lamar, Lamar was the first to do it in since like Vic with the both the running and the passing game. I mean, you haven't seen it in forever where a guy has is a dual threat as a quarterback, and people say, oh, Lamar's a running back. He's got an arm too, and we're going to be able to see it this this upcoming year when he has weapons with Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, uh, Mark Andrews, Dobbins. Dobbins has been slept on. We're going to get into running backs in a, in the next coming weeks, but Dobbins has a lot has a lot to prove, but also um, has proven a lot in the past. But Lamar Jackson uh, is he's very consistent. It's just a shame that injuries plagued them this past year, but. Now we're truly going to see it with the weapons he has, like I just mentioned, um, what he's capable of. And I think Lamar Jackson has a has the potential to be a top five quarterback. And I'm just I'm interested to see what he can do. Uh, when when the Giants played him, I was, I was a bit scared of him because the Giants had a problem with containing the outsider on because our edge, edge game wasn't great. We have Ojolari and Thibodeau who – Emerged near the end of the year, but he he took a little bit of time. Uh, but when the Giants played the Ravens, I was very surprised and you know very scared of Lamar. But Lamar, his ability to do it as a dual threat quarterback is something that not many guys in the league have right now. Sure, there's guys that are still run, running. Um, Hurts, you got uh, Allen will even run recklessly. He will get. I'll get to him later, and then like. Daniel Jones, but other than that, there's not really too many rushing quarterbacks that are very successful in the league. But yeah, Lamar Jackson is my number eight. All right, that's I'm don't hate that at all. My number eight, I'm going T Law, my guy, my absolute boy. This guy's gonna run the league in a few years. Uh, he'll be way higher and like give him a year or two. Give he'll be way higher. He's sure. gonna run that division this year, unquestionably, undisputedly. No debate at all is the best quarterback in his division. They should run through it. I'm a Dougie P guy through it all. Let's go. Uh, I'm very excited to see what he can do this year. Calvin Ridley looks like an absolute fucking mm-hmm. like demon. Like I'm mm-hmm. very excited to see what he can do with him, along with Christian Kirk and all the guys, Zay Jones that they've had, uh, Ingram coming back, uh, ETN, sorry, forgetting his name unbelievable weapons around him i'm very excited tempted to bring him a little higher i assume you're going to here but a little tempted to go a little higher here i put him at eight 
Uh, big, big, big fan of his combination of size, athleticism, can really throw the rock, strong arm downfield, big body, hard to bring on the ground, underrated thing. Uh, I remember watching him Thursday night. They were playing the Jets. The game kind of sucked because uh, – like Zach Wilson was playing like shit, and then they brought in Mike White. That game was horrendous. But Trevor, I think it was like a really like sleet, rain, like horrible weather game. Oh, yeah. Trevor Lawrence just took the game over with his legs. The guy to be doing with that size on his legs, I'm kind of talking myself into one and bring him a little higher here. I'm not going to lie, but I'll keep it the way I have it at eight. I got no problem with him being a little bit higher. Sure. All right. Um, you actually just you're you're leading him in. I have I haven't been at seven. Um, his stats from last year: forty about forty one hundred pass yards, twenty five touchdowns, eight interceptions, two hundred ninety one rush yards, and five touchdowns. Um, you're talking about like like you've been saying, and you took a lot of the words I was going to say. But a dual th- another not not as big of a dual threat quarterback like Lamar and uh, and Hertz and Daniel Jones. But uh, he he can do it on the ground too, and it's very surprising because he did it a little bit at Clemson. But for him to be doing that is gonna create problems. And their division, I'm I'd be very surprised if it wasn't. I think it's gonna be a fucking cakewalk. I think yeah. it's going to be a cakewalk for the Jacksonville Jaguars. When you talk about that offense, they have weapons. You were you were just saying that Calvin Ridley, he he has been. He has been out of the league for now a year or two. He's been waiting for this. He's been wa- exactly. He's been waiting for this. He is coming with vengeance. And then you talk about a guy like Christian Kirk, Zay Jones. They got Ingram, uh, Etn. They brought in uh, Tank Bigsby, the running back from Auburn, just a bruiser to you know give give get some time off uh, Etn's legs. Uh, I'm very excited to see what Trevor Lawrence can do. Like like you said, I'm. I'm a big fan of him and a big fan of his game and what he can do. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what this Jacksonville team has done because growing up, it was always, oh, Jacksonville's an easy win. They're going to go 1-16. and They've had consecutive number one overall picks or top five overall picks, and it's now their time, and I, I, I'm happy for them. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what Trevor Lawrence can do. He is my number seven. Right. Other thing about Ridley that I'm thinking of right now, he looked like an absolute stud on Atlanta and really is like the number two, like not uh, like Julio was on his way out. And that's not necessarily. No, no you're, you're right. He was the number two. He was going and up with against Matt the Ryan. number two quarterbacks. Right. And with Matt Ryan, who was not all that. He was post-Super Bowl Matt Ryan. He was not the same. So just imagine what he's going to look like next to Trevor Lawrence. I'm oh, very, very, I'm very excited very about hyped. that. That's going to be hype. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on it because you just said his name. So I'm going to go with Lamar at seven. Very dynamic, MVP-level player. It's hard to do. I don't give a shit what his reputation is in the playoffs. I don't think they've built great complementary pieces around him until this offseason. So as you said, very, very excited to see what he can do with those weapons. I have very high expectations. And I will say this. Because the expectations are so high and you bring in all these receivers – and you get paid and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm looking at this list right now. He Lamar has the ability to fall all the way down to nine. And he also has the ability to go all the way up into like the top three range. Like he sure. is under underrated pressure because I think you go across the league, you talk about pressure. You like we'll get into Aaron Rodgers later. He's under a lot of pressure. Yeah. 
that's all people talk about. To me, and like uh, another guy, Justin Fields is another guy with a shit ton of pressure. Uh, I mean, he, he could he, be a he, top he, 10 quarterback with the weapons that he has this upcoming year. He has a ton of pressure on him too. Sure. But Lamar, in terms of reputation, sure he got paid. He'll be the starter, no doubt. That's sure. In terms of reputation and how he's perceived uh, in terms of a top five to top 10 guy in the league, shit ton of pressure for Lamar this year. You gotta, it goes way past making the playoffs. Every year is a sweat for them to make the playoffs because the division's so tough with Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. You gotta make a playoff run this year. You have to. The pressure's on. Yeah. So, yeah, that's quick touching on the comment comment from Tom Arnon. Um, Ridley is a monster get for the Jags. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about, you're talking about the receiving core from last year. It's good and all. Sure. You had Christian Kirk, you had Zay Jones, you had uh, Marvin Jones. They performed. Christian right. Calvin Ridley has the potential to be a top 10 receiver, and not a lot of people realize that. Um, obviously, it's just training camp. I, I saw the video of him running routes, uh, and then Zay, jo- Zay Jones ran the route, and then he ran the route. He looks a lot a whole lot quicker than when yeah. I from when I remember in Atlanta. Right. And it's gonna be something special to see. Um, all right. Number six. Uh not I know this isn't one of your guys, but uh Herbert. No, okay. All right. I'll no no, no. let me let me let me get into this all and right. then you can uh you, you can right. speak. Uh Herbert, 47, 39 pass yards, 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 147 rush yards. Didn't make, didn't get in the end zone on the rush game. Um, Justin Herbert, he he is a guy that also has a lot of weapons surrounding him. And to be honest, I think he is facing a lot of pressure, a lot of adversity, like you said, with Lamar. I think he's another guy that faces a lot of pressure um, coming into this season, uh, a lot of expectations for this team. They built their defense. They now built their offense. It, it's it's good. It's now or never for Herbert, in my opinion. You got you got a guy in Eckler who he's he's in his prime right now. The running back shelf life is not all that. It's it's about six six to eight years, and then they're on their way out. And correct, I, I think Eckler's in about year four of his prime. He doesn't have much time left. Uh Granted, there are some exceptions that go on, and they're, they're, they'll have a great successful year for 10 to 12 years. But then he's got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, two injury-prone guys. But if they can stay healthy, this team's going to be this team's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be a nightmare. And then you got Gerald Everett. Uh, they're building their O line. You had Rashawn Slater, the first-round pick from last year. Uh, forget who else is on their O line, but I do believe it's uh, it's very good. But yeah, Herbert is going to be facing a lot of pressure this year in a AFC West division. Who he has he has Kansas City, uh, he has Kansas City, he has Denver, and uh, the Raiders. Now I I predicted Herbert to win this division this next year, and the Chiefs were going to get a wild card. You called me crazy, but I don't care. Other than the Chiefs. They should go four and zero in their division if they want to show that they're something. You you got it. You got to beat up on the Broncos despite them getting Sean Payton. Uh, we'll get we'll touch on them a little bit later. I have I have a one note on them. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be difficult to not make a playoff run if you don't go four and zero against these other teams. And you might you're probably gonna have to split against the Chiefs too if you want a chance. Uh. 
But yeah, I, I won't go on much longer, but Justin Herbert is my number six. He's also my number six. I have him at six as well. You say I'm not a Herbert guy, and I don't blame because I I've spent a lot of time the last two weeks really shitting on him. Yeah. I love Justin Herbert, the talent. If I'm the Chargers, I'm paying him the same amount of bread. I'm doing the same thing. He's a franchise guy. No doubt about it. No doubt. None at all. In fact, when they were doing the draft and stuff, I was never been, never will be, never have been a Tua guy. Never. Herbert's been my guy over Tua since day one. So I've been a Herbert guy. Sure. What I have a problem with is these people – thinking that he's better than Hurts. That's where I have a complete issue. Because to me, that's not even debatable. You're talking about one guy that hasn't won a playoff game on top of it, a guy who blew a 27 to nothing lead. I mean, come on. How could you debate that if you – I'm going to save my Hurts debate for later, but that's completely undebatable. I'm not going to spend time on Herbert. You just did, so not much to type on there. But I got Herbert at six as well. Sure. All right. Um. Now is when we get interesting. Uh, I think our five and our four. I, I think we're gonna have them re- flip flopped, and uh, I'm all I'm all for it. I'm I'm ready for it. My five is your boy, uh, Jalen Hurts, thirty seven hundred thirty seven hundred pass yards, twenty two touchdowns, six interceptions, seven hundred sixty rush yards, thirteen touchdowns, nine fumbles. Um, you're talking about a guy that defined the dual threat quarterback. You're talking about a guy that is behind is sitting behind a a top 3 you could top 3 offensive line. You're talking about a guy that had weapons like AJ Brown, DeVonte Smith, Dallas Goddard. Now I'll give credit where credit is due. Jalen Hurts had a great run he made to the Super Bowl obviously couldn't get it done. Uh some people will say it's on the offense, some people will say it's on the defense. I'm not gonna get into that. I don't need to have an argument about that. Jalen Hurts, I just don't see him better than Rodgers these upcoming years. Um I don't see him better than Rodgers in these next two years when you're comparing him with Rodgers on the Jets and Hurts on the uh Eagles because the Eagles, I believe, have a better supporting cast than what the Jets are giving to Rodgers. And I truly believe if you put Rodgers on that team from last year, he's getting it, getting it done and he's bringing a ring home to Philly. But, but Hurts, as much as it hurts to say this, he's the best quarterback in the NFC East. That's why I don't have any other NFC East quarterbacks on this list. And... I'm I'm honestly I'm like it sucks to say this. I'm I'm scared to face like the Eagles every single fucking year because they constantly beat up on us and it's gonna it's when are we ever gonna do something about it? When are we gonna change the motto? When are we gonna change something? Change the culture. It's gotta happen, but Jalen Hurts, yeah, he's my t- he's my five quarterback. All right, interesting. I got Rodgers at five. So I mean I guess we can turn this into a Rodgers Hurts debate. I don't like if you or anyone else comes up here and says Rodgers is better than Hurts. I don't have a problem with it. You know, I think Rodgers is the most talented quarterback of all time. Yeah, I'm like his son. I defend him all the time as much as I can. I fucking love Aaron Rodgers. Love him. However, I'm going to tell you this, and this is where I don't have a problem with it because Rodgers is a back-to-back MVP just 
the season before. So I don't have a problem with it. But I'll tell you this. It's hard because I just last week, before we did last week's show, I just watched the Super Bowl. Like, not the whole game, but I watched. There's like a clip that shows every single Jalen Hurts play. Sure. Outside of that fumble, which was unbelievably costly, there's no doubt about it. Maybe the game's different if he doesn't do that. Sure. I'm with you 100%. However, there is no chance that we are even close to in the game whatsoever. That game is not even close to a competition if we don't have that guy on our team. He carried us the entire game outside of one play. If Jonathan Gannon had a pulse, if Jonathan Gannon had one care in the world, a clue in the goddamn world, a purpose for being on that sideline, we'd be talking about Jalen Hurts having a Super Bowl ring right now. And I know it's really hard to say, and it's really hard to admit it, but do me a favor and go back and watch that game. Jalen Hurts was the best player on the field. He was. Even if you want to be a stats guy and do it that way, obviously I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is better than Patrick Mahomes, and you'll see that I'm not doing that in just a second. But to me, he was the best. Like, even right after that, people were saying Jalen Hurts was the best player on the field. He was. Maybe it's because Mahomes is hurt. Maybe it was. I don't know. It's still unclear how hurt he actually was. The reason we lost that game was because we couldn't get our pass rush going, whether you want to blame it on the field or Jonathan Gannon's lack of aggressiveness. Whatever you want to say, whatever you want to blame it on is fine. Our pass rush wasn't getting to him. But it didn't really have to because they just pounded us on the ground the whole game. Pacheco killed us. Jalen Hurts was the best player on the biggest stage of the game. So for me, I'm going to have him ranked above a guy who didn't make the playoffs last year when he lost that game against Detroit. That was really tough look. And again, I'm a huge Rodgers guy. I don't have a problem with you ranking him ahead of him. But to me, the guy who just put on the biggest show – on the biggest stage, whether you want to talk about who is around him or not, he was making the plays. He had three rushing touchdowns in the game. I get it. They're QB sneaks, whatever. Yeah, fucking QB sneaks. I don't dude. give a shit. That, I don't give a shit. You watch the throws. That play needs to be banned from the fucking Okay, NFL, yeah. Hater, dude. hater, hater. You want to talk <laughs> – go back and watch the plays that he made in that game. There is not a – a quarterback. Fucking, a a fucking Aaron Rodgers is getting you a ring, dude, and you're not crying that you don't have a fucking ring. No, he's not. He yes, put up, he is. He put up 35 points in that game. What do you? What was he doing? Name it. I don't know it. Do me a favor. Watch that game. Hertz was better than the best player on the goddamn planet. Spoiler alert: Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. He was better than him on that night, and we lost. Yes. Right. Rodgers is not – he wasn't changing that. He couldn't have played better than Hurts that day. He couldn't have. It wasn't happening. Whatever. Whatever. It, it wasn't happening. Yeah. Do me a favor. Talk back to me when you look at those games – at that highlight. Do it. One play. Okay, I, will. I will. I will, fumble, I will watch it. Do it. The fumble was brutal. It sucked, and it had a huge impact on the game. However, we don't even sniff a chance of winning that game if it weren't for him. Okay. So whatever. I'll All just, right. Let's I'll, let's I'll kick it. Let's kick it commercial first. break real quick. All right. I've heard the four, but we'll get into your four guy next. Yeah. Hey, Birds fans, the NFL schedule has arrived and Philly Sports Trips has all the details now. Visit the site phillysportstrips.com. This is sure to be an 
epic season. Be sure to go there now to make sure that you don't get shut out. Join us in Tampa, LA, Seattle, or when we get revenge in Kansas City. Don't want to fly? No problem. Gather up your crew and hop aboard one of our signature boisterous bus trips to DC or New York. Sign up now and make sure to mention A2D. Don't miss out on the best Philly fan experience anywhere. Philly sports trip customers always stay at the best hotels and meet NFL legends. Book today. Shout out. Shout out right. Philly sports trips. There are guys. Check them out. The Philly season's still going on. They got stuff for us there as well. So, hey, we got a great road trip ahead. The birds look fresh. We'll maybe get into them if we have time a bit later, the training camp season. Go check them out. Kelly Green just dropped. I know they're only playing at home, but fuck it. Go out. Show off your Kelly Green jerseys. Uh, check out our guys at Philly Sports Trips. Let's get it. Who do you have at number four? I mean, that's pretty. Your guy that you just put at five. Yeah, Aaron. Rogers. That's what I thought. Okay. Uh, 3,700 pass yards, 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 94 rush yards, one touchdown. You mentioned it. He didn't make the playoffs last year. He had a disappointing season. He didn't really have a great supporting cast surrounding him. And you talk about a guy, I think he has honestly the most pressure on him this season because no doubt, no doubt. he's coming into the last couple of years of his career. He wants another ring. He goes to the Jets. He takes this pay cut, the $35 million pay cut. Hope they might get Dalvin. They might get another guy. We'll see. But he now has weapons with him, and he now has a defense and an O-line that was, has been built. It's a young fresh O-line that is going to support him. It's it's make it or break it time for Rodgers, but in the past, he's been better than Hurts, and we can argue for, for this with for hours on end, and we got other shit to do, get to. But Aaron Rodgers, I think, is going to have a better season than Jalen Hurts this upcoming year with the Jets. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Like I said, four and five are interchangeable. I, however, have Aaron Rodgers at four. All right, I don't. All right, let's not spend as much time on these next three because they're pretty. Yeah, I feel like they're kind of. Let's not tell the people what they don't already know. So, at three, I got Allen. Do you also have him at three, or do you? Have, no, I I Joe right, Burrow. Okay. All right, um, you have Burrow at three. Okay, that's interesting. So I have Allen at three, and it's splitting hairs. But to me, recency bias. Burroughs had Mahomes' number more than anyone in the league. Sure. So I got to go with him ahead of him. Also some bias. I'm not going to lie. You know this. Joe Cool is my fucking boy. I will defend him like he's an eagle, honestly. I just love rooting for him. Love his personality. No, he's Playing got so much him. swagger. Yeah, praying for him that he's okay. Uh, really want to see him out there this year. So I'm not going to spend too much time on it. So I got Burrow at three. Yeah, uh... No, you have, you said you have. Oh Burrow yeah, yeah, at yeah. Burrow, Burrow two, Burrow two. Yeah, so I have Burrow at three. Um, I, I like like we said, we won't get spent too much time on it, but uh, I just think Josh Allen is like more. He he's a more of a dual threat quarterback than Joe Burrow. Uh, I also think the weapons that Joe Burrow has are more effective than the weapons that Josh Allen has. Yet he still produces about the same uh numbers as Joe Burrow. Uh. So, yeah, so Joe Burrow is my three. I have Josh Allen as my two. Like I just said, he, he has less weapons, yet he still produces the same. Uh, they all – the Bills run, are obviously – it's them and the Chiefs in the ASC, and then it's obviously the 
Bengals have been emerging recently, and we'll see who uh who wins the AFC South. It'll probably be uh T Law and the Jags, but yeah, Josh Allen is my two. Right. All right. We both got Mahomes at one. The yeah. goat. Uh, let's not even talk about it. Let us know in the comments whose list you think is better, though. Very interested to see your guys' thoughts on that. Yeah. And yeah, let's get into some other stuff now. All right. So uh, let's go to training camp takeaways. So let's start off with our in teams, and then we can go into general training camp takeaways. So I don't have. I I haven't been doing much these uh this these summer days. Um just because I don't have much to do. So I've been stalking Twitter, you know, reading up on what the Giants are doing, what the Mets are doing. We'll get to the Mets and the uh, MLB trade deadline a little later. But uh, Giants training camp takeaways. So Giants have had now, I believe, five days of training camp. I believe they started Tuesday uh, last week, and then they uh, obviously had today. So, yeah, five days of training camp, and it's looking like Darren Waller is going to be Daniel Jones' favorite red zone target. Uh been seeing he's been targeting him like 10 times of practice especially in their 11 on 11s um i'm excited to see that we finally have a red zone and we have a granted daniel bellinger was a great tight end last year obviously darren waller is a better tight end you could he's top five if he stays on the field i truly believe he could be a top three tight end uh in ahead of george kittle uh and then behind kelsey and mark andrews uh number two John Michael Schmitz, the Giants center that they drafted out of Minnesota, absolute dog, needs to be getting first-team reps at center. I've been seeing a lot of uh, Ben Bredesen at center, and then they have Glowinski and Azedu at uh, the guards. Michael John Michael Schmitz, you wait, you you got – he was a, the steal of the draft. He needs to be getting first-team reps. Jason Pinnock, um, I don't know if you saw that one, one-handed one inter- interception. Granted, he, I've, I haven't heard of Jason Pinnock um, since – training camp but that was uh that was unreal Jalen Hyatt recorded 24 miles per hour I don't know what the fuck this source is because I've, I've seen it now a couple times um 24 miles per hour quicker than Tyree Kill that that's crazy because I mean you're talking about a guy that went in the third round and a guy that might not even get first team reps I mean he's fighting with Paris Campbell, Isaiah Hodgins, and Darius Slayton for first team reps right now. Granted, I think he should get them because he has that breakaway speed that you see in the NFL that is very successful. Um, and then Deontay Banks, our first rounder, struggling early on. Uh, I think he's got, he got into a groove today, uh, hoping he can fi- find his shit and uh, move on and you know be successful because our cornerbacks have been very. Uh, very worrisome ever since we got – I mean, we had Bradbury before he went to the Burrs. We had Janoris Jenkins this past year. It was it was, it was was atrocious. I mean, Jory Jackson showed up some games and then decided he's not going to show up other games. Uh, I forget. Holmes got injured. Uh, they didn't really have much at the secondary. Um, and then sleeper, Trey Hawkins, our fifth, fifth or sixth-round pick out of Old Dominion, been showing up a lot to practice and just – being a dog, um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing if they can get him in to this secondary. Right now, it has uh, they have Banks and Jackson at uh the outside with uh Cordell Flott in this in the uh nickel, and then Pinnock and uh McKinney over the top. So I'm looking forward to it. Been stalking the Giants training camp, and we'll keep on stalking it. Luke, what do you got from the birds? Uh, birds perspective. 
Number one, most importantly, Jalen Carter seems to be all he's hyped up to be and more. My God, there's a video going out about him right now, just shedding these two guys, double teaming him like they're like pieces of paper. Unbelievable stuff. Very excited to see him. Did want to get into some comments, though. I was too busy typing on the thing. I didn't get to go back to this. Sure. Tom said something earlier. He said the poll is tough. I guess number wise he is. That's very good point. And that's kind of goes what I'm about to say to the birds real quick. You go across the our lists and what we've done. You had Gino in there. And who is your 10 guy again? Who is your Goff. Goff? All right. So you had three guys in your top 10. I had two. So essentially, Jalen Hurts seems to be far and away the best quarterback in the NFC, not even debatable. And there doesn't really seem to be much competition there in terms of who fills sure. it out. You're talking Kirk Cousins, Prescott, Goff, Geno Smith, guys we've said. Sure. I'm feeling really, really good about this season. Honestly, I get it. It's hard to go back to a Super Bowl. There's no question about it. And the debate is, is it more likely for them to get back than not? I don't know. It's debatable because so much has to go your way. However, because of this list that we just made, and seeing how many quarterbacks are in the NFC uh, that are on that list, I arguably feel better going into this year than last year in terms of going back to the Super Bowl. Because I know, I know that I have a top five guy in the league. No question. Mm -hmm. Pro football focus, call me, fucking text me, whatever you want. I'll debate this shit with you all day. No problem with Justin Herbert. I don't have a problem with Justin Herbert, but there's just no planet that he's better than uh, Jalen Hurts. Sure. But we'll stop that debate there. But uh, feeling really, really good about the season. Not much has come out. Why? Because we're a drama-free team. We just are. There's not much to worry about right now. Uh, knock on one, no one gets hurt. That's pretty much all there is to talk about in the training camp anyway. I don't really like to see like these guys are like, oh, did you see uh, – our fifth round pick looks unbelievable in training camp. Like, all right, fuck we'll you. see. All yeah. right, dude, just fucking no, say just, my name next time. No, all right, I'm just saying, like, can we relax? Like, we don't know shit yet. So, come no, on. No, no, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying it's a bright spot. I'm, I'm all not... right, it's a bright spot for now, but we'll we'll line them up in September and we'll see how all it right, looks. Dude. But, yeah. <laughs> all uh, right, general so, training camp takeaways. Yeah, Wait, did you that. have anything else? No, 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 I didn't. All right, general general training camp in uh, takeaways. First, Joe jo Berenger, you touched on it. Uh, cash strain probably going to be out several weeks hope he can return to uh full strength and you know make the give this Bengals team a run i mean i i would i would love to see this Bengals team go to super bowl possibly even win one uh went back uh travis kelsey you saw i'm sure you saw him clocking that linebacker in the mid i haven't heard of that a guy ever that pressed him and had the audacity to do that and then travis kelsey obviously apologized after practice uh just a very classy guy, but very, very funny seeing, you know, a four-string linebacker getting in his face and Travis just – Travis guys like that Travis. shit, actually, though. Some guys like that. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it, it's it's but fucking – it's great, bro. It's a respect factor. Yeah. Um, The Jonathan Taylor uh, oh. BS, uh, it, it's interesting because, you know, he, he requested a trade uh, – and then we see that there was reports on his back being sore. And then he comes out and says, oh, I don't know who published this because that is not true. Like, is is he going to move it? Where is he going to go? It, like, there's not many teams in the, in, the, in the NFL right now that you look at and you're like, oh, they, they could use him. Uh, all right, all right, all right. I have a lot to say about 
and I have no stake in the Colts at all. Like I could give a no. That's stake. fair. I I don't, I don't either. I've, I mean, no, no, I have no, no. a friend that uh, I'll I'll root for. I'll root for them for him. But other than that, I mean, all uh, right. The Colts don't have too much going for them. But what do you got, bro? I have a lot to say about this, and this is com- coming from somebody who does not give one shit about them whatsoever. Sure. Now, there's a lot of stuff going on right now about the whole running back thing. They're getting on Zoom calls and all this shit. All right. I just want to take a second because I've discovered a lot of different things that this Colts owner has dealt with. On top of this, was just added to the list. Number one is Andrew Luck. Okay. He dealt through that whole situation. Now, let me ask you something about Andrew Luck. This is honestly opinionated. We'll never know. Yeah. If Andrew Luck was under ownership of Robert Kraft, Jeffrey Lurie, uh, just some of the better run organizations across the league. Uh, Just to name a few. I'm not naming them all. Do we really think he would have retired that early? Honestly. Fuck no. Absolutely not. The owner's sitting sitting locked down and saying, listen, you're a great quarterback right now and you got years to come. You are not retiring. Exactly. All right. That's that was one. phony. Not that, even that, no, that no, retirement even, still irks me, bro. Right. I'm not even saying that. More so to give him reason to retire because he had reason to retire. They were not keeping him healthy. the The medical staff was fucking atrocious. The offensive line. He was fighting for his life every single down oh, yeah. he went out there. A joke. The, I'm he, talking more in terms of that. Didn't perspective. he? Didn't he? Uh, didn't he reason it? For mental health, uh, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, right, mental and physical health, which okay. they took no care of him in that yeah. aspect of things. One of the best, probably the best quarterback they've ever had. Uh, no, Peyton Manning. What the fuck am I talking about? But <laughs> but whoops, brain fart there. All right, yeah, <laughs> I'm going through a whole list of shit right now. Pagano, Chuck Pagano. People when they fired him, they didn't think, oh, it might be a premature firing, but it was kind of a stall in the organization. He got a little bit of knockback for that, but we'll see about that. He hires this new GM who's made a shit ton of questionable moves. One of them, after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they hired Josh McDaniels, or at least they tried to. Josh McDaniels did his own little homework around that organization. Guess what? He's like, fuck that. I'm not, I don't want anything to do with that. He got out. No one said anything about that. It's really underrated that he did his homework, accepted a job after doing the homework. He's like, eh, I'm good. I don't want to do it. I'd rather be an offensive coordinator. Interesting. Then he hires Frank Reich. Okay, Frank Reich's a damn good coach. Okay, there's a reason he got hired again. I I believe the talent around him was questionable at best, and we'll get into this in a second. Brissett, no no world should he be starting quarterback, and no. no world should he be starting your quarterback. Carson Wentz, miserable situation, miserable. Yep. Matt Ryan, miserable, not good. You now you hire Shane Steichen. You forgot now, fucking. Washed up filler, Philip Rivers. Right. That's I totally forgot. That's another horrible thing. All right, we'll move on. Yeah. Shane Steichen, we will see. I feel bad for him because he's an Eagle guy, so I'm going to root for him naturally. Great coach. We'll see if he dies there with this owner. I guess we'll see. Now, Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Your other running back just uh, coincidentally just broke his arm in practice. Zach Moss. Zach Moss. Yeah. So he's going to be out. So you need Jonathan Taylor. Okay. In a world where all these running backs are having problems, you didn't hear the Giants owner do it. You're not hearing uh, Davis and uh, Vegas do it with Josh Jacobs. You're not seeing any of these guys say these stupid-ass things about running backs. He has the audacity as an owner and a businessman who's running an organization. He has the audacity to say, if I die and Jonathan Taylor's not on the team, the league will go on. What the fuck? What's the point of getting good players? 
Clearly, yeah. this is the mentality you have because you don't seem to give a shit about winning. Andrew Luck, Pagano, new GM, Josh McDaniels, uh, all these – Philip Rivers, Wentz, all these guys I just named. Clearly, you don't seem to have a care in the goddamn world about having a good player in your organization. Name the one consistent guy the last three years in your entire organization who still remains on your team today. Who is it? Maybe Quentin Nelson. Maybe Darius. I was Leonard. just going to say Quentin Nelson and be a smart ass, but it and, is uh, yeah. It's it's Taylor, but I mean he has had his injury struggles. Uh, fine, but it, I mean, my God, if you want to come out here and be an asshole about it, it it's one thing to not want to pay him. Fine, but there's another way to handle business. Uh, no, he acted like a straight child. You're acting like a total fucking asshole. Shut the hell up. Who the fuck are you? What success have you had to make anyone respect anything you're saying? Sure. You make it seem like you don't want any good players in your organization at all. And you're running a business. Here's the other thing. Josh McDaniels went in there, as I said, did his homework and left. How about this? If I'm – I mean, Shane Steichen, I guess, is too late. He got his guy. If I'm an incoming guy to work – if I'm if I want to be a custodian – in the goddamn uh, building. I don't want to work for this guy. He seems like a fucking asshole. I don't want to do it. If I'm a fan, if I'm a guy around that area who could pick a, an area to be a fan of, I'm if I, you know, if, if it's obviously rare circumstances, I don't want to be a fan of this guy. I'm going to Cleveland. Yeah, I'm going right to Cleveland. I'm not rooting for Indy. Fuck no, because this guy seems like he's a mental head case. Yeah, and this is coming from a guy again who has no stake in the game. I got—I don't give a shit about the Colts at all. They yeah. win great, they lose fine. I don't lose any sleep over it. But way to look like a complete fucking asshole, dude! My God, Jesus! Yeah, I mean, I mean it's it's going to be interesting to see because now, obviously, with him requesting a trade, is is Ursay going to move him? Is he going to? And then go? they're going to put him on this pup list. They didn't do it for Andrew Luck. Clearly, you're an entitled fucking idiot. Like, what? Yeah. Because nah, of some it's, back it's injury? Ridiculous. My Jesus Christ, dude. It's what ridiculous. an entitled loser. All right. And then the last note I have from general training camp takeaways is, uh, will we see a QB competition in, in Houston? Um, You know, you had Davis Mills last year. Didn't have the greatest year, but had, he had some success. Um. They drafted Stroud after drafting Will Anderson. Uh, Stroud obviously had great success at Ohio State. Uh, sucks to say it. He was probably the best quarterback in the Big Ten. Um, but, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do in Houston because they, they brought in Schultz. They brought in Singletary. You still have Damian Pierce in his second year. Uh, they paid Tunsil to cover whoever the QB's backside is. Uh, you got, I mean, you don't have too much receivers. They, I think they brought in Robert Woods. Uh, Nico Collins is going to be the wide receiver at one, which is still weird as fuck to me. Um, but this QB situation in Houston is, is interesting because how do you, how, how do you give up on Davis Mills? But at the same time, how are you not going to start your guy that you drafted third overall? that had great success at a powerhouse organization in Ohio State. It just it doesn't make sense to me. I'm I'm interested to see what they do down in Houston. Um in my opinion, I, I think you gotta go with the young buck and Stroud. And I think right. you gotta uh you know say hey Davis Mills, you had a great like year last year, but we gotta think for our future and for our success and 
you right. might not be in our success plans. And sure, maybe maybe uh, Davis Mills goes to an organization who doesn't have a very good uh, quarterback situation. Maybe he goes to Atlanta. Tampa. Maybe he goes to Tampa. Exactly. Maybe he goes there and you know has some success there. But in my opinion, I just don't see him working out in uh, Houston. I think it's got to be Shroud's show. Yeah, I agree. Plus, new coaching staff, I doubt, you know, they have no loyalty to Mills at all, so I don't see that happening. Sure. All right. Uh, we'll do – I'm going to do a little Mets update, and then we'll get into uh, some trade deadline stuff before we wrap it up with our uh, shout-out of the week. So, Mets update. Past, this past week, we went 4-2. and two. We split the Subway Series, game one. Bullpen scaries. Verlander, uh, pretty strong start, although the four walks. Uh, Alonzo with two homers and a Vogelbach homer. Uh, Alonzo, shout out to him. Uh, actually going to save that for later, but had a great week this past week. Game two, Quintana struggles against Rodon. The bats were nowhere present. I think we had four hits. One run comes across the board. Uh, and then we went three and one against Washington. Uh, and game one, Sanga, six innings pitch, five Ks, three walks. Uh, Peterson and Rayleigh hold on. Cannon Vogel go back with an RBI, RBI each. Uh, I went, We won that game 2-1. Game 2, Scherzer, seven innings pitch, seven Ks, two walks. Uh, Alonzo, two home run game. We win that game 5-1. Uh, Alonzo with all five of the RBIs. Game 3, Carrasco is atrocious. I mean, that guy, like, you want to talk about a crumble cookie? It is not Tobias Harris. It is Carlos Carrasco. <laughs> That guy fucking blows. Carlos Cookie Carrasco. They got they got to call him fucking Crumble Cookie. But two it two point one innings pitch, six earned runs, eight hits allowed. Uh, some late sparks from Alvarez and Vientos in the ninth, but we lost that game eleven to six against uh, Patrick Corbin. And then game four, uh, Verlander possibly last start as the Met as a Met. Um, we'll see. Trade deadline looms tomorrow at six. But 5.1 innings pitch, 5Ks, one walk. Uh, Lindor, uh, Homer, uh, I believe he won that game 4-1. Um, so, yeah, so you're talking about a Mets team that came into this week. They were probably about 10 games back of a wild card. And now uh, going into tomorrow's series against the Royals, uh, we're six and a half games back. Uh, I, I, I'm... Giants is my probably my favorite New York team, and then the Mets are my second favorite. Uh, just love this organization. I love the players that we have. But it sucked, you know, finally coming to the realization that, hey, it's going to be a selling season when we find, when we traded uh, Robertson on Thursday, and then Scherzer was dealt on Saturday uh, to Texas. Uh, and then Mark Hanna dealt today to the, uh, to the Brewers for – prospects uh my favorite of the three trades probably gonna go with the uh rangers trade just because i'm interested to see what acuna's brother can do for this organization sure he does play the middle infield we have uh lindor mcneil you have mauricia that hopefully will be brought up with uh maybe fan being moved in these next in this next uh 20 hours but yeah it's gonna be an interesting deadline and Definitely interesting, and you know it sucks to believe that we're gonna sell, but you got to move on. I'm obviously now focused more on the NFL season, but uh, yeah. So Canada, Canada on the move, fam, possibly next. Uh, Verlander maybe dealt to a contender. I saw him linked to uh 
Houston and the Dodgers uh, with Houston more realistic since I don't think the Dodgers are going to be giving up Sheehan or Pepio or Bobby Miller. So uh, we'll see. But, yeah, that's my uh, Mets. What do you got from the Phils? Uh, I'm kind of living in a world where it's a bit different than most Philly fans, I must say. To me, the writing was kind of on the wall, and I hate saying that because it's baseball and you never know a team can get hot. I get that. But let's just take a look real quick. I get it. They brought in Trey Turner, and that to me is like the only uh, big move that you could be like, wow, look how much better they got. Going into this season, though, to get the Bryce Harper news and then the Reese Hoskins news, that already you were not going to be as good as that. Like that, you should have lowered your expectations in terms sure. of being like, you know what, we're probably not going to make the World Series this year, because Bryce is still playing very well considering the circumstances. If someone's playing through that injury, he's playing better than you can imagine and longer than you can imagine. The way, the fact that he's playing as long as he is through it is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, you need Bryce Harper to be last year's Bryce Harper in the playoffs if you want to you know, make the World Series again. He's, I hate not, to say he's it. not the same. And he's not. And you're not going to get that. So I hate saying that. And it's baseball. So you never know a team get hot. I get it. But you also look at the rest of the team. First of all, Trey Turner's not giving you what you thought he would. Second of all, the pitching is not what it was last year. And I get it. They weren't great at this point last year. Nola and Wheeler were two aces. Like, supreme first-team aces. Not that they're bad right now, but they're not as good. They're so dude, it, they're they're not good. They, you just said it. They are not good. Nola, Nola. I think I, I last saw he had a four right, six seven. No, last, he right, is not last, what he used to be. His last game was absolutely atrocious. He got destroyed for it in Miami. Uh, br- I'm not Miami in Pittsburgh. Brutal performance. Yeah, but uh, to me, I don't know. I just kind of feel like. The expectations kind of have to go down a bit, and I hate saying that because you're in the playoff picture and you want to, you know, act like, yeah, we're gonna win now, we're gonna win now. I just don't see it happening. Uh, like you could catch me like in a few months, and then I'm seem like an idiot, and they're in the World Series. But I just, I just don't see it happening because you also go across the the roster again. Schwarber's not as good as he was. Um. Castellanos is already not as good as he was in the. Oh first yeah, no, he 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 plateaued real quick. He's, right, he's on the. The only line. two guys, and if they haven't just jumped, they've taken like major leaps in your two young guys in Boehm and Stott, like yeah. unbelievable. Uh, as much as I hate to say this, they are my two favorite Phillies, and I will stand by that. They're, yeah, like, they are fun to watch. They're, they're, yeah, exactly, they're fun to watch. Boehm, Boehm's leading the team in RBIs right now. Stott seeming to be the most consistent hitter on the entire mm-hmm. team, which if you told me that a few months ago, I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? But, I mean, it's cause to feel excited about what they have building. But in terms of what they have for this season, I don't see them being on the path of Atlanta. I don't like no way. at all, especially with the way, again, the pitching. It's not even close. Um, so, yeah, but in terms of who they can get, I don't really see them going out and selling themselves out to get a top-tier guy, especially, you know, we're under 24 hours away in terms of them making a big move. To me, here's a guy that I just came up with. It's not really under any rumor at all. And it'll cost you like a penny. It won't cost you anything. Familiar face within the organization. 
How about Andrew McCutcheon? Because to me, he's a guy that you could put in wow. there and not to say he, he's not going to make you a World Series content. Like he's not going to, you know, you know, uh, reshape your entire uh, team in terms of uh, going, making big postseason plays. But I will say this. He's a guy he checks off in terms of letting Schwarber DH and getting a guy who can hit veteran player. He's been on this team before. He's been around the guys before. It's not as much of a like, hey, I got to adjust. It's a new team, new locker room. He's been around these guys before. So it's a guy. I'm not saying that if they did it, I'm like, holy shit, they got McCutcheon. We're going to the World Series. It's not. But it's a guy who can add to your locker room, a guy who can add uh, to the field more importantly. They found this guy, Cave, who honestly looks pretty good. He doesn't look all that bad. Is he that much better than him? I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll see. I'm not a big fan of this Bellinger thing. We talked about a pre-show. I don't see themselves giving him up anyway uh, just because they are seem to be buying. They're winning now, and they're only four games back of their division, so they'd be stupid too. But just the fact that you'd have to give up so much, and they already have so many lefties in the lineup. I feel like adding another guy like Bellinger doesn't really do all too much for him. They're already trying to having a difficult time. Rob Thompson and in stacking against their lefty versus righties they have a lot in the beginning of the rotation so i guess we'll see but i don't i mean they're not going to get him but i wouldn't even be all too excited if they did no that's fair um it i andrew mccutcheon you, you brought up a great point he's a guy that i don't think he's going to be on the move i think truly he's he's got a couple more years and he's ending yeah. his career in pittsburgh but he's a guy that if you bring him into any clubhouse, he's a veteran outfielder. Like you said, he's a great leader. Um, he can bring a corner outfield, a corner outfielder that a team might need down the line. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. But uh, general trade deadline news. Uh, wait, let me get into this comment real quick. Dak is borderline ten. He's a double digit int guy now. Throwing blind reads in camp already. Um, no debate. Yeah, so, I mean, I didn't have Dak in my top 10, and Luke had him at 10. Um, I You could argue that he could have been in my top 10. I had Goff at 10 and uh, Gino at 9. But, yeah, you're you're right. Dak is a borderline 10. He's not he's not higher than that. He's not going to be an 8. No, he's no, not going to be a 7. No. He's, he's got expectations to, you know – he he has expectations of being a wild card team this year. I also want to be very clear. I have him at ten like by default. Not yeah. that I'm like praising him in any way. I think he's I think they borderline need to think about getting off of him soon if they don't have a great year, which is 100%. not something I said earlier, but by default I have him at ten. Yeah. For no other reason. Yeah. Um so yeah, so Dak is borderline ten. You're right, Matt. Um so general trade deadline news that I have Dodgers big buyers at this deadline right now. Got Ahmed Rosario from the Guardians, got Kike Hernandez from Boston, and then they also got Joe Kelly and Lance Lynn from uh, White Sox. It'll be interesting to see what the Dodgers can do. Like I said, they got a lot of young pitching prospects in their uh, in their starting rotation. You still have Gonsolin. Uh, they got rid of Anderson. They still got Kershaw. Uh, Dodgers always a consistent ball ball club. It, it'll be interesting to see if they uh, – make any more moves as, as we approach the deadline angels. We talked about it pre-show uh, by big buyers. They got CJ Curran. They got Randall Grishuk. And then you also saw him get uh, Lucas Giolito, Randall Grichuk 
already providing an impact with a homer. They they beat the Braves tonight. That's that's crazy. I mean, you're talking about the Bra- Braves are my favorite to win the World Series right now as much as it yeah, sucks to Yeah, you can't really debate I that. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's I, undebatable. I, I don't I don't know how they just keep on finding these guys. I mean, Smith Shaver, you got Bryce Elder. They they got they they just breed prospects. Um yeah, so Angels buying at the deadline, very surprising after, you know, they came out and said we're not trading Otani, we're keeping him. Uh Rangers another buyer at the deadline. They got Jordan Montgomery, they got uh Scherzer. Uh I also think they got Stratton from uh the Cardinals bullpen, but Rangers uh Rangers could could be a team to come out of the AL and possibly win the AL. They got a bunch of young pieces. They got a a great uh lineup all around. Uh I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what the Rangers can do and if they make any other moves. Astros got Kendall Graveman to bolster the end of their bullpen. Uh I've watched a couple games where Presley comes in and, you know, hasn't been the greatest, hasn't been able to shut out the game. So hopefully Graveman can add to that. Uh Brewers got Carlos Santana, and then before I wrote my notes, uh, or I wrote my notes before they got Canna too. Um, so Brewers being a surprising buyer at the deadline. We'll see if they make any other moves. Uh, Candelario to the Cubs. Cubs probably going to make another couple of moves, like Luke said, uh, about four games out of their division. It'll it'll be interesting to see what they what what they do. Um, trailing the uh, trailing the Reds right now, and then. What what big names are next? Are we going to see Marcus? We're not. We're probably not going to see Stroman move. Uh, are we going to see C's move? I mean, you saw Giolito and Lance Lynn move. Verlander is Verlander on the move? Are we going to see Goldschmidt on the move? I mean, the Cardinals are having just a an atrocious season. It's it's hard to watch with you know guys like Arenado, uh, Goldschmidt, and then you got young promising guys like Jordan Walker and Brendan Donovan. So another. Uh, guy to watch and then Blake Snell uh, are the Padres going to sell are they going to buy they're just five games out of the third wild card spot so uh, we'll yeah, see. Uh, by the way Padres we have a skull sell but do not trade uh, him Blake you, you can't do it you can't do it you don't think there's you should sell like Soto should be the first guy you trade tomorrow like uh, like in a minute and that's not shitting on Soto but like you put so much money into those three guys and yeah. he just so happens to be the one guy that's unsigned and is young. And there's going to be a lot of teams out there that would pay a shit ton for him. Do it. Fuck yeah. Do it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, other than that, that's pretty much all I got. You got anything on the deadline or any training camp or anything? Uh, or- I guess I'm kind of just curious what the Yankees might do because they're just in, like, a really interesting spot because, like, they're close to the wild card, but they're also close to being, like, completely irrelevant from it if they keep going Dude, on the their division they is, like, I, they could have four teams in the playoffs from that division. Right. I mean, but- you're talking about the Orioles are leading the division right now. Mm-hmm. You had a plateauing raised team that are – that. They're, they continue to win. They're, they got a, actually an arm today, and Aaron Savali, uh, they're looking to probably add another arm uh, as we uh, reach towards 6 o'clock tomorrow. But they they probably are going to snag a wild card. You have a Blue Jays team that is always consistent. I mean, you're talking Guerrero, Springer, Bichette. Bichette went down today. I didn't read up on him, but hopefully he's okay. Uh Blue Jays, one of my favorite teams to watch. But, yeah, I mean, you're talking about the 
the Yankees are fifth in their division right now, I truly think they'll finish higher than the Red Sox. Uh, Red Sox, I don't, I don't think they're going to buy nor sell. Uh, I mean, I've seen a name possibly, uh, possibly at Adam Duvall, uh, moving and I'll get to, uh, Matt Spillane in a second, but, uh, Duvall might be on the move, but yeah, I, it'll be interesting. I saw the Yankees and the Blue Jays were the two teams that were linked to Tommy Pham. So it'll be interesting to see what, uh, the Mets and what the Yankees do at the deadline. Uh, can we just take, I'll get to Matt now. Can we just take three seconds to say, wow, the fact that Walker is quietly making a run up for 20 wins. Tywin Walker, uh, believe it or not, I was very against him when he was on the Mets. I, I thought he was mediocrity at best, but now obviously with our lack of starting rotation, uh, I mean, Verlander had a great July. Uh, Walker, I, I'm, I miss him, and he's been showing up for Phil. He's been the probably the best starter you could argue. Most consistent. Uh, most That's consistent, not debatable. Exactly. Uh, this whole year and just put on another good start against the Marlins tonight. Uh, yeah. So quietly making a run at 20, 20 wins. It's, it's, that's, that's crazy. Um, yeah. I don't, yeah. even some Philly fans are like, wow, that's a shit ton of money for him. And here he is. It's pretty unreal. Yeah. Um, all right. Should we wrap it up with our shout out of the week? Yeah. Let's get into it. All right. So shout out of the week. I have two. Um, one is the Angels. Um, you're talking about a team that's struggling with injuries right now. And they could have just rolled over. They could have said, you know what, we're we're enjoying our last games with Otani. We're gonna uh we're just gonna not we're not gonna buy or sell and we're just gonna uh take it into this offseason and see if we're gonna sign Otani again. But nope. They went out, they got guys uh like I said earlier, Crone, Grichuk, Giolito. They got a lot of guys on the dish right now. Trout, Joe Adele, um, you got uh, Rendon still on the dish. It, it'll be interesting to see what this Angels team can accomplish and what they can do in a tough AL West division. Like I said, you got the Astros, you got the Rangers. Uh, Angels, if they make a AL wildcard run, Trout will hopefully be back. It'll, it'll be interesting. I'm interested to see what they can do. And then my other shadow of the week, uh, I touched on it earlier. Uh, as much as the Mets are sucking right now, this guy has been the bright spot, Pete Alonzo. Uh, I believe he just reached about 31 home runs. Um, won the NL Player of the Week, four home runs, 12 REIs this past week. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of shit talking on McNeil and Dorr, uh, Alonzo. They finally showed up this past week. It's a, too, a little too late, but it'll be interesting to see because – the Mets are probably going to have to pay him this offseason. Is he going to get that money? Is he going to get the money he deserves? Could he possibly be moved? I hope not, but uh, we'll we'll see. Luke, what do you got? This is my best shout-out. of. This is the best shout-out that I've had this entire time doing this segment. I'm shouting out the Hive. We're coming back. Shout-out Puerto Rico Finals MVP. Puerto Rican League champion, Mike Scott. I'm putting it out there right now. I've given up all hope there is that the Sixers are winning a title next year. So, let's bring him back. Fuck it. Dude, nothing put a (laughs) smile on my face more than watching Mike Scott launch threes. 
Did they go in all the time? No. But I'm shouting them out. Fuck it. Congratulations. You're a champion. I'm very happy for you. Uh, I just think he's going to go and bounce around uh, different countries now. Good for him. Put up a damn show in the final. Good stuff. And, uh, hey, you know, you're putting up more rings than any Sixer is, so uh, I'm proud of you. Good stuff, Mike Scott. Shout out, Mike Scott. Theme of the show. I'm putting it out there right now. Mike Scott back to Philly. Let's bring the hive back. Let's get it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you to everybody that tuned in tonight. Um, Great chatting with you guys in the comments and keeping up with it. We love it. Uh, Drop a like, drop a follow, subscribe to A2D Radio. Always great shows on. If you don't fuck with us, you'll fuck with another show. Um, So, yeah, just always great having some uh, viewers in the comment section. We want to give one last shout out to FanUp. FanUp is the best way to enjoy fantasy sports, daily MLB contests, and more. Win great prizes. Sign up today. Use promo code HD for 5,000 bonus points. That's a $50 value. Fan up in the App Store. You got NFL right around the corner. You got MLB going on. Uh, get your wagers in. Get Make some money. Um, and, yeah, keep on tuning in. We're getting closer to NFL season. We got preseason starting this week, actually. So, definitely looking forward to it. Good luck in all your fantasy drafts. I, I have one on Thursday. Um but, yeah, Luke, any last words? What we got? Were we doing receivers or running backs next week? Uh, yeah. Let's get into running backs next All week. All right, so fuck it. Running backs, tune in next Monday, 10.30, A2D. The guys that need to get Radio. paid more, are according to the league. But, yeah, once again, thank you. I'm Jordan. He's Luke. I'm New York. He's Philly. Thank you, everybody. We'll 